A Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 119. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, psychologist and adaptability coach to entrepreneurs and business leaders. I believe that working on your business is more important than working in your business. If you want to achieve your business goals and dreams without the cost and pain of having to make every mistake yourself, then The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for you. I'm here to help you learn from the lessons of entrepreneurs and business leaders to help you work on yourself and your business so that you can save time, energy, and grow faster. For those of you new to the show, The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai presents three new episodes each week. On Insight Sunday, we dive into the minds of business leaders through insightful guest interviews. On Story Tuesday, we dig deeper with them and learn firsthand from their stories, hard-earned lessons, and experience. On Thrive Thursday, it's just you and me on the couch, where you'll hear scientific research, my thoughts, and tangible tactics to adapt and grow yourself and your business. Grab a proverbial seat and listen up so you can learn from the minds and mistakes of business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. On Story Tuesday, John shares key lessons he learned in his entrepreneurship journey that have been instrumental to his success, the growth and successful exit of Gentleman's Box. We also talk about why adaptability is a keystone skill in business and entrepreneurship, as well as the origins and mission of the Subscription Trade Association. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a seven-plus-figure business and want to reach the next level for yourself and your business, if you have passions, goals, and dreams and want to continue to strive as a team, a leader, and a visionary without risking burnout, if you have overcome challenges, developed wisdom, and know that adapting is not just for surviving, but a core part of thriving, then adaptability coaching is for you. With psychology and neuroscience-backed tools, the 3D adaptation framework can show you how to tap into and harness the way our brains are uniquely designed for adaptation. You can learn to harness and leverage adaptability tools and frameworks to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to hone yourself further, to proactively adapt, to thrive, instead of reactively adapting, just to survive. To learn more, go to dryishai.com slash coaching. Join me in welcoming John Haji, the former president and co-founder of The Gentleman's Box and one of the founding fathers of SUBTA, the Subscription Trade Association, and co-founder of the world's first and largest subscription industry event, SubSummit. John also co-founded Giving the Dollar, a $1 monthly nonprofit subscription that dedicates 100% of the subscription money to children and families in need. Welcome back, John. Thank you for having me back. I'm glad to be back. 
My pleasure. I'm so excited to have you back on the couch. And on Insight Sunday, you talked about, you shared your story, some of the really important thought processes that you had that really guided you, and some of the decisions and points of connection and passion and what you pursued or chose to pursue and how you grew Gentleman's Box before it got acquired and what led to that kind of growth and how you planned all of that out. Also on Insight Sunday, we didn't get a chance to really talk about Subta. So I'm really excited to dive into that more today and your story there. But if you haven't yet, go back and listen to Insight Sunday's episode. So thank you again for grabbing a seat with me. Yeah, of course. Glad to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. And by way of intro, on Story Tuesday, we dive deeper into your hard-earned lessons that we can all Mm -hmm. learn from them. So I'd love to hear about one of your biggest learning experiences. And of course, Mm -hmm. we will get to the subta. It could be connected to that or elsewhere. But I'd love to hear one of your biggest learning experiences. If you can bring us into that moment, what happened before, after, Mm -hmm. a key takeaway. Yeah. In the previous episode, I talked about kind of like the path to entrepreneurship and how it's different for everybody else. To me, it was something that I've never ran a business before in my life. It's not what I studied in college. It's not what I was doing prior to starting the Gentleman's Box. My two partners, though, Chris George and Paul Chambers, successful business owners and operators and great partners to me, were really kind of like mentors to me as well as I was kind of dipping my feet into this entrepreneurial world and running a business. And it took me a little bit to learn what it took to be an entrepreneur. When I got a hard lesson, kind of almost like heart to heart talk with Chris and Paul one day about like what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And I think it's important for people to realize that entrepreneurship is not a job, right? You don't like grow up and say, I want to be like entrepreneur as a job. That's, it's a lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? Being an entrepreneur is a lifestyle. It's making sacrifices. It's, not like your typical a nine to five, I'm a lawyer, or I'm a doctor kind of thing, in my opinion. It's about cultivating a lifestyle that involves making sacrifices, it involves working long hours, it involves needing to really, there's this cliche statement of like, it's a grind, right? Mm-hmm. And so one thing I learned early on was that for the most part, people think that if I become an entrepreneur, I'm going to be able to create my own hours, I'm going to get to be my own boss. And there's all this like flexibility with that, but it's actually very, very tough. It's actually not as flexible as you think it is. It's not, you get to make your own hours because when running a business, there's so many challenges that you come across. There's so many responsibilities that are on your plate from your employees to business operations, to if you're a brick and mortar store, it's the liabilities you have and inventory and assets and it's your customers that you have to make sure are continuously happy. So it's certainly it's a grind. But one thing that I will say I took away and I learned early on, it was kind of, I jumped into this as a job thinking, okay, like I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to have all these hours and it's going to be flexible and no one's going to tell me what to do kind of thing. And that's not the case. That wasn't the case. I learned that very on that becoming an entrepreneur was ingraining myself into this new lifestyle. And the second that I could learn that I'm bringing myself into this new lifestyle, then the better I would be at becoming an entrepreneur. It would allow me to be more creative. It allowed me to be more efficient. It allowed me to feel more motivated. So all of that happened when I learned that. Mm. So I'm hearing that when you initially thought of entrepreneurship, it felt like the ability to break free and Mm -hmm. be your own boss is not what most of us would choose to sign up for. Being our own boss is actually 
big pain in the backside. There's a lot of sacrifices yeah. in a lot of ways. Absolutely. There's a lot of pushing. There's a lot of responsibilities. I mean, so many things you said really resonated that I think are so big. There are challenges and responsibilities. There's so many liabilities. There's so many things to think about and take care of your mm-hmm. people, your customers, your clients, right? The time that it really takes to dedicate, to invest, to grow a business. I'm going to draw a comparison and I hope it's not too tone deaf to draw this comparison. Creating a life takes a tremendous amount of time and energy and there are a lot of sacrifices. And I'm going to say as a man, I know that I don't pay as many of those sacrifices as say my wife does. And that is really big. It's a lot. It's disruptive. It wakes up in the middle of the night. It makes us (laughs) so much more hungry and we need to feed it. And there's just all hours of the day at times. And of course that can change and grow and shift perhaps over time, but there's a part of it that's really lifestyle. There's a part of it that's recognizing that what you're signing up for is to create something that is in a way an entity onto itself. And it does have many needs and all those needs must be met if we don't meet them or if we don't ensure that they're met. It's kind of like being a parent to the business that if they don't get met, then the business is really going to struggle and flounder. The analogy they use with babies, making sure they're growing and gaining weight at that kind of rate. And we talk about growth rates for companies. So that analogy sounds and resonates so much for me. I don't know if that does for you. It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. I would love to ask if you don't mind sharing the context around having that heart to heart, what was going on that you may have needed or Chris and Paul felt like they really needed to give that to you at that time. Yeah. And I really needed it. It was for me, I was balancing work and life and I was probably putting a little bit more of my balance and my weight and my personal life And it was not family. It was outside the family, like Mm. hobbies and passions and just things that could easily be put aside or things that could easily be pushed to the side to focus on building a successful business. And I think that there was a point where I was probably focusing too much, arguably so, of my time on some personal endeavors and not realizing that in order to build like a successful business, you got to be all in kind of thing. Mm. And you know, I always to this day look at Chris and Paul as mentors. They are successful business owners and they're two of my best friends. And it was a great wake up call to be like, yeah, you're right. Like I need to focus on what's important here. And I need to focus on building a successful business and understanding what it takes to build a successful business. And so that, I think that was a really great heart to heart moment. And like, you should be able to have those type of heart to heart moments and take them in like confidence with like your business partners and not Mm -hmm. feel like any sort of animosity. And I never did, which was great because it helped me learn It helped me pivot. It helped me become a better entrepreneur. Yeah. It sounds like it was so impactful. It really helped you shift and make sense of something you were doing that may have been a mistake or might've really affected the business. If you didn't make Mm -hmm. that shift or change or pivot or adapt and make different choices. And it sounds like it came from a place of people who were really caring and loving and wanting you to succeed and wanting the business to succeed. And so it made it easier to hear. I imagine it still wasn't easy. No, of course not. It's never easy. You're trying to be so guarded in in your, like the way that you do things, Mm. Um, but it's not necessarily always right. And it's okay. Constructive feedback, constructive criticism is healthy. Everyone Mm. needs constructive criticism. No one's perfect. 
Yeah, as you're saying that, it really reminds me of adaptability, which is one of the more recent kind of newer waves of thinking in terms of a set of skills that are deeply important in order to be successful, whether it's in a position of leadership or as an owner of a business or an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. is that our ability to adapt really makes a huge difference in what happens and the success that we personally and the business ends up having and accomplishing, achieving. I want to ask your take on that because there are new terms like adaptability quotient and adaptability intelligence. And I'm curious what you make of that kind of reflecting on this portion of your experience and how or what role it's played for you as an entrepreneur and as a leader. And the way that I've adapted, you're saying? Just your thoughts on adaptation and what role it plays. It's huge. I think it's a huge role. Everything is always ever evolving too, right? Mm. And so in the business world, in your life, in my opinion, it's very important to me to always continuously have that in the back of my mind. Like if I need to be ready to adapt and do so quickly, to be open to it, Mm. right? You have to be open to it because everything is so ever evolving in the business world, like in the e-commerce world. I mean, we've gone through a huge pandemic. If you take a moment to stop, think about everything that's going on in your life, personally, business, and think of ways to adapt, to overcome and get through these challenges. Yeah, you just have to. And challenges get thrown at you in every which direction, right? You come across so many different roadblocks along the way, you learn from them and you adapt, right? And adapting is crucial, not only in life, like not only in business, but in life as well. So Mm -hmm. I think it plays a huge role in everything that I do. Yeah. And that's really kind of transitioned itself into, I know that you've had a big change that's happening in terms of Gentleman's Box being acquired yeah. and now shifting into focusing on Subtus. So I want to ask about these changes and where you're at and your focus and what's going on there. Yeah. I mean, as you had mentioned, and as we spoke about, Gentleman's Box was acquired in October, 2020. A couple of years into starting Gentleman's Box, my two partners and I realized that they're For one, we were looking for a place to go to in the subscription world so that we can learn best practices, tips and tricks, and bounce ideas off others in the industry. And we realized that there wasn't really anything out there. Mm. And so we took about ourselves, you know, three scratch entrepreneurs from Detroit to be like, yeah, let's make this event ourselves. And we did so. And that led to us creating an association, building a community in the subscription industry, expanding from just subscription boxes to digital subscriptions, media subscriptions, memberships, subscribe and save. And so we have the likes of HelloFresh, FabFitFun, all the way to Sling TV, Netflix, and Hulu, like all part of our association. Wow. And we saw something big there. We saw a huge community, a community that really wanted to learn from each other, wanted to learn this industry, figure out ways to expand and grow in this industry. And we wanted to be thought leaders in this industry. And so it was important to you know, we're running Gentleman's Box and we have this association. And my two partners, Chris Paul and I, it was about dividing and conquering. So I was on the Gentleman's Box side, things for the most part. Chris and Paul were on the association and the event for the most part. But we got to a point where it was like, if we could all put our energy and focus onto one thing and then grow that, how successful that would be. Mm. And that was important to us because three bright minds, three creative minds, three different styles of leadership and ways of pouring energy and focus into a company was something that we felt needed to be in one place. And that's one of the reasons why we decided to allow Gentleman's Box to get acquired so we can put our focus into the association. And now I'm going through this phase of adapting to this new role of being 100% focused on the association, 100% focused on growing our membership community, growing our partnerships, 
and building something that is valuable to the people that are within our community. So there's an adaptation happening right now in my life with that. And I love it. When you learn early on that you have to recognize when to adapt and quickly adapt, then it just makes for an easier transition. And so I'm going through right now, but I'm finding passion in it. I'm finding fairly easy. I'm adapting quickly. It helps that like on the side of things while running Jones Box, I was also kind of ingrained in it, right? Mm. Versus like a complete switch from something different to something different. So like I was already kind of ingrained. So that makes it a little bit easier. But yeah, my energy, my focus is now into the trade associations, focusing on building our membership base, focusing on bringing on new partners and building an event and hosting events that hopefully we will have here this year. But yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I wish we had more time to dive even further into that. Might need to have you back at some point to keep talking more about it. Thank you so much for sharing. We're going to jump right into another couch round because time is making fools of us. All right. Awesome. What's one thing you know now that you wish you knew when you were getting started? I wish when I was getting started, we knew how to price our business and build our margins appropriately. Hmm. We did it based off of competition versus hmm. wanting to understand our own actual margin, understand what would help us drive the most success for our business. Because, you know, a lot of people, when they come out with a product or a consumer good, which were in that space, it was like, well, what are our competitors, you know, selling their products for? And you shouldn't really look at your competitors when determining what price. You should really build your product around what margins you want to make, what will drive success for your business and then let the value of what you're providing speak for itself. And if Mm. you're providing tremendous value, people will pay for what you are offering. And so I wish we would have done that when we first started the business. We did it based off of competition pricing and, you know, along the ways when you factor in marketing acquisition costs and the rise of acquisition costs along the way, Mm. you realize, Oh man, maybe we didn't price this correctly. Right. Mm. Even though we know we were providing great value. And so Mm -hmm. you learn that along the way, but that's something I would have, wish I would have done when he started off. Yeah. So instead of anchoring your pricing externally to anchor it internally into the needs and the Absolutely. value that your business is providing. Absolutely. Yeah. Next question. What's the difference between a mistake and failure? I think a mistake is something that is very like subconscious decision that you make versus like, I feel a failure is something that you learn off both of them. It's a great question. I feel like failure is something that I, it's like one of those, like you test, fail, like improve, repeat failures. I feel like there's something that you can learn from. There are things that you can improve off of, Mm -hmm. and then you repeat until you can drive success. And maybe mistakes happen along the way in that like circle of test, fail, improve, repeat. And those mistakes maybe are just like little, little subconscious decisions that you tweak. Hmm. Great question. Yeah, that's the best way I can answer that. Definite food for thought, right? Yeah, it's definitely good. Yeah, that's food for thought for sure. Yeah. Next question. Can you name someone who you can go to when you make a mistake and they'll respond by saying, okay, let's deal with this now and then learn from it for later? Yeah, my two business partners, Chris and Paul. I had an inkling that might be the case as you were talking about them. I was like, when we get to the couch round, I'm sure that's really connecting here. They're just a wealth of knowledge and they have so Mm -hmm. much experience and they're like brothers to me too, right? So, you know, I can come to them for anything, whether it's business, life, anything that I made some sort of mistake on, Mm -hmm. I can count on them for helping me create a solution around it. Amazing. And 
really connected to that. Can you name someone or people who you've learned from their mistakes instead of just making your own? Yeah. My employees. Mm. I mean, like we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Chris and Paul have made mistakes that I've learned from. My employees have made mistakes that I've learned from. Mm-hmm. Family members have made mistakes. It's if you can recognize those mistakes and like garnishing that mistake and then say, okay, what would I have done differently? Or mm. what could I do that would help me not make that same mistake? Yeah. I mean, I can recall times where you had an employee make a mistake and you'll learn off that mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Next question. What's more important working in your business or working on your business? Oh, wow. Great question. I would say working on your business. By example, I recall when I first started Jumman's box, I was building the boxes all myself. I was Hmm. spending hours and hours building boxes. So I'm working in my business, building Mm -hmm. boxes and not focusing on the growth and the marketing and the strategic partnerships that's Mm -hmm. working on your business. Mm -hmm. And so working on your business is to me more valuable than working in your business, because sometimes you get so consumed on working in your business. You're not focusing on the things that will help fuel growth, fuel Mm -hmm. expansion. And so working on your business is more important. Thank you. Next question. What's one thing that's coming up for you or a subta that you're working on or really excited about? I mean, I know you were talking a little bit about it before. So when you were talking about it, I was like, we're going to get back to this in the question. Yeah. Yeah. Fully focused on subta right now, which is very, very exciting for us. 2020, we didn't have an event in 2020, which is something that we do every year. We host an event called sub summit because of the pandemic. We didn't have an event, but it allowed us to adapt. It allowed us to pivot the association to focus on building our membership in which we took from 700 members to 2,100 members. We held a few virtual events that were successful. And now we're focusing on, you know, providing as much value as we possibly can, building out content for our community. And we have an event actually in September, September 21st to the 23rd. We're very confident that we'll be able to have the event in some capacity, even if it's not 100% with the landscape that we're dealing with, we're very confident that we're going to have the event. It could be a hybrid style event where it's in-person and virtual, but we're really excited that we get to get back into having a physical in-person event because I think a lot of people are looking for that camaraderie. They're looking to network with somebody. They're looking to grab a coffee with somebody, have that physical face-to-face interaction. And we get to do that in such a niche Mm -hmm. industry with the subscription world. Mm. And so we're excited to kind of bring all of everybody within this industry, everybody within this community together in one room and just network and, and have a good event. Amazing. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing that. And last question, what's yeah. one question, whether about business or leadership or anything else that you would want to have a psychologist, adaptability hacker, executive coach, or business consultant answer? One question. Okay. What is the best way to, I guess, approach or manage entrepreneurship? Hmm. And I ask that question because I think about my early struggles of balancing work and life and jumping into what I felt was now a new lifestyle versus a job. And so if people could understand that and learn that, and I feel like there's probably more to it than I've even learned along the way. Mm-hmm. It would help cultivate a better lifestyle for those that want to become entrepreneurs and even those that are entrepreneurs that may be struggling with that lifestyle, that like balance of work and life and what it means mm-hmm. to be an entrepreneur. There could be some gains for, for people. 
keeping myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. So just to make sure I get the question, what you really want to understand is ways to better approach and manage being an entrepreneur and the lifestyle and all the demands that come with that. And that's work, life, understanding that it's a lifestyle, figuring out the mm-hmm. balance. Sounds to me like some of it is around boundaries and balance and how to carve or create that for yourself and how to do that sure. with the understanding that there's an earlier time where it can be more of a struggle and yeah. kind of issues around that. So I want to share yeah. with you that Thrive Thursday's episode on the week this comes out is going okay. to be talking about that very question. Oh. Perfect. So for well, you I, and I will be tuning in. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. For you and anyone else who's interested in understanding that and my take mm-hmm. on it, I'm going to be answering that question. Thank you again, John, so much for giving us a peek behind your success, diving into your hard learned wisdom, sharing with us your experiences and moments that mm-hmm. taught you to adapt. And I hope you today listening have really gained a lot out of our conversation together, John. Today, you shared more about Subta and your role there and the transition from where you are now and focusing more on Subta and adapting in this COVID time and some of the big challenges that's been happening around that. You talked a lot about entrepreneurship, the sacrifices, the demand, and the sit down that your great friends, Chris and Paul, and, and your business partners and mentors really kind of sat you down to talk about what it means and what it takes to be an entrepreneur and talking about all the responsibilities that come along with that and how. Adapting is an ever-changing process because our world and the environment and the landscape is an ever-changing experience. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Jay. I mean, I enjoy telling the stories of everything that I've learned, everything I've gone through. It's always an exciting experience for me. And these are also experiences that I really enjoy as well. So I appreciate you taking the time and having me on. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 